So this morning I'd like to um, expand a little bit the, um, the meditation instructions and just to say that there's no hierarchy in, in the instructions. This is um, really important to remember. You know, it's not like we start day one, breath. That's the beginner's level. And then we need to progress according to um, the, the instructions that we, that we offer through the days. Um, these are all just ways of um, exploring our experience. And so listen with openness. Um, explore, try it out for yourself. Um, see what works for you. And um, for, for most of us, you know, breath and body awareness is, is really the foundation of, of the experience, of the practice, and, um, and that's what we do. <laughs> and so uh, really remembering that there's no hierarchy. It's just different ways, different um, angles or perspectives um, that we can apply in our practice. And sometimes... Um, we may have heard something many, many times and it hasn't been applicable and then at some point in our practice suddenly it would be oh, that you know, that thing that someone has been speaking about maybe that would fit in here so um, yeah, definitely not seeing it as a hierarchy or some kind of progression that, that we need to follow um, really, really listening to yourself using um, what is what feels supportive and um, useful for you? And so, saying that, you know, it's not like I'm going to suddenly be offering something radically <laughs> different to what we've been uh, speaking about already. After that introduction, you may have been expecting that. So, we're still primarily exploring, resting into the exploration of mindfulness of body and, and breathing. Um, what I'm going to suggest today is to also um, open and explore, and I'll say more about how, to the experience of pain when that arises. So we're not you know, looking for it, but when that arises in our experience, ways of investigating, ways of, of working with that. And when I say pain, and I'll, I'll try and, and keep coming back to that, but when I say pain, we're really speaking about the whole spectrum from the kind of most minor discomfort, like, um, you know, a tickle, <laughs> or, you know, the, the kind of scratchiness of my shawl on the skin, you know, something very minor, not a big deal at all, to intense pain that can arise for us in, in meditation if, you know, just from the very um, simple fact that we're sitting without, without much movement, without any movement sometimes. So the whole spectrum, it applies to the whole spectrum. And so the first thing to, to kind of bring up and also to really investigate in your own experience is what happens when we um, experience discomfort in practice and 
again, really encouraging you to look at this, to explore for yourself, and usually much easier to start doing this exploration with the little things, with, uh, with the small discomforts rather than the bigger ones. But just really look, okay, there's, ah, I notice that there's discomfort, I notice that there's pain, I notice that something is bothering me. Actually, what is the inner response? What do I actually do when that happens? And generally what happens, what we tend to do is that we, as Jenny was describing yesterday, we tend to um, push it away in some way. You know, so sometimes it's more like we actually shrink away from it and I'm, I'm doing the, the body movement because for me that's helpful. I can really see that internally. You actually shrink away from something. You know, or we push it away. Or we contract around it in a kind of a, 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 an effort, an attempt to kind of contain it. You know, keep it boxed in, closed off. Yeah, so we have all these ways of... Um, of responding, reacting to pain, which are very, very um, habitual. They're very quick. You know, we do that before we're even aware sometimes that there's pain. And when we start paying attention, sometimes what we might actually notice is this contraction around the pain, which is also painful. <laughs> yeah? Also painful. It's interesting. So... What, we're, what Dharma teachings encourage us to do, again, as Jenny was speaking yesterday, is to actually see if we can um, start cultivating a different relationship to the painful, to the uncomfortable, unpleasant in our lives. Start cultivating a different relationship, which is a, a relationship of actually turning towards, opening to, Relaxing with, you know, you can say it in, in many different ways. And it's, it's you know, sounds very um, obvious, but it's actually very radical. It's so not the way we habitually react. So this turning towards, this moving towards, this opening to, um, another way we can speak about it is to kindly investigate the experience. So what we're doing here, we've said it a few times, it's very much about getting to know. Getting to know my experience, getting to know how I am with things that arise in my life, in the world. And so kind investigation, looking more into detail, more in depth at what is arising. So one way of doing this is just having that intention. So through the day, when I notice some difficulty, some discomfort, you know, it can be as simple as, you know, I'm standing in the lunch queue and it's really taking a long time. You know, it can be really simple, like that. I really already want to get really hungry. Or I'm just really curious to see what's what's for lunch. So 
just a very, very mild kind of discomfort. How can I just be with that agitation? Can I just be by that minor suffering of having to wait a few more minutes before I eat? You know, we can do that really. Can I just take five breaths? You know, or if five feels too much, four breaths, or three, or even one. And just really finding what is the what is the the little that I can do that's within my range of possibility to just be with this before you know reacting before kind of getting swept away with either you know self judgment for my own impatience or elaborate plans that I'll submit to Guy House at the end of the retreat on how they can shorten the lunch queue, you know, before we kind of spin off into into <coughs> something. Which is, you know, yeah, humor is really good here and again it's not a way of putting us down. It's just just seeing the way we are. Seeing the way we are. So one way is just applying this interest through the day of just noticing when there is a contraction, a tension, a, a discomfort around something and seeing if I can just be with it. Another way we can apply this exploration is, is during the formal practice when we're sitting here in the hall and we are you know, doing our best to be aware of the body be mindful of the breath. And then we notice discomfort or pain in the body. And again, you know, it can be very mild. It can be just the tickle of a hair on the face or the leg falling asleep. Incredible how uncomfortable that can be. <laughs> you know, it can be very, very mild. And we notice that. And can I just, first of all, just be with that for five breaths before anything else happens? What is that like? What is that, what is that going to be like? And then seeing if we can then take that cultivation of an attitude of interest one step further. So if there's pain or there's discomfort in the body, one wonderful thing about this is that it really draws our attention. Yeah, this is, this is interesting, you know. The breath is, for most of us, not uncomfortable, but because it's neutral as you may have already experienced over the time here, can be quite difficult to keep the attention on it. You know, naturally, we go somewhere else that's a bit more um, engaging. Pain, discomfort, very easy to notice that that's happening. You know, naturally draws our attention. And so we can use that. You know, we can use that. Okay. So the attention is already there. So now can I actually investigate? Instead of just the attention is there and I'm either worried that this knee pain is going to turn into a 
in a debilitating condition for the rest of my life or I just want it to go away or I'm really planning how I can sit in a different way so that you know this pain wouldn't be there or whatever it is can I actually just use that presence that's already there to investigate to actually look at what is this experience that I'm labeling as pain and then just reacting to pushing away trying to disconnect from so really starting to look at the sensation you know what is this pain like is there warmth is there coolness is it pulsing is it tensing is it constant this is a really really interesting one is it constant or does it change <coughs> you know it is is it a dull pain or an intense pain you know just to start really exploring really looking sometimes that can become so absorbing it doesn't happen often so you know don't get your hopes up but sometimes it can get so absorbing that it actually changes from an unpleasant to a pleasant experience you know because it's actually absorbing it absorbs our attention we actually become very calm and focused watching the sensations of the pain it's possible for that to happen this is really interesting So what are the actual sensations? Is it constant or changing? Where are the limits? This is a really interesting question also. This feeling of pain in my knee or in my back or this tickle on my face. Where does it actually where are the edges of that? Where are the limits of that? Where does that area of pain stop and non-pain begin all these ways that we can explore and look at and question it's really helpful and useful here to remember as jenny reminded us yesterday that some degree of discomfort some degree of dukkha of pain is inevitable as a human being you know just by having a body it's inevitable is part of the human condition. But as we investigate as we come closer, more intimate with what pain actually is, with what this specific pain actually is in our body, we become more intimate with it. What we see is that how we respond to the pain, how we respond to the pain plays a part in our suffering. So the second arrow that we were speaking about yesterday. And I'll say a little bit more about how we how we can see that in the body. The way we resist the experience usually creates more suffering for us, both emotional but even on a physical level. What we sometimes can see is that there is the contraction or the tension or the blocked energy that is the pain in the body and around that there'll be another level of tension and contraction which is this trying to hold it in and that creates 
more suffering for us. And that is something we can usually work with. You know, on some level of that, sometimes it's like um, expanding circles. Or if we're using the image of the arrows, you know, it's not just two arrows. Sometimes we're like a dartboard. (laughs) So many arrows there. And so some of those arrows, some of these expanding circles, we can actually attend to. We can work with. We can loosen and relax. And then we can directly decrease the level of suffering that we're experiencing. So this is a very, um, yeah, very applicable practice, very applicable teaching for us. So just a few ways of doing this, of, of working with the, the pain and the, dis- the discomfort and the additional tension that we add to that. And there's more ways than this. So if you know more, feel free to also apply them. I just didn't want to, um, to overload you with too long a list. And, um, and feel free also with the things that I'm offering to just choose one to work with, you know, to simplify Simplify for yourself. So ways of working with pain, with discomfort, with dukkha. And sometimes, I mean, we're really concentrating on physical pain because it's a more direct experience. Some of these can sometimes also be applied to mental and emotional pain, just to say that. So the first one I've already described, the direct investigation, you know, the going into the sensations, into the experience. And when we do that, you know, what's actually happening if I've got pain in my knee and what I'm doing with my energy, with my attention, is to directly investigate those sensations. I'm already letting go of the second arrows because my energy is focused on the direct investigation. So I'm not putting it into resisting and pushing away. Do you see that? Does that make sense? So just that is already uh, a release and a relief, just by, by shifting the focus of our attention and our intention. And then through the investigation, you know, we begin to see more. Sometimes things open up and loosen. So really looking into what is this again? What are the sensations like? What makes up this experience that I'm labeling as pain or discomfort? What are the different components of it, warm, cold, you know, what type of pain is it, throbbing, tight, is it constant, is it changing, where are the edges, all these ways of exploring it. Another way of working with with dukkha, with pain in the body, um, is actually using the breath. So using the breath to do that. Um, We can breathe. And this kind of takes some uh, use of imagination. But we can breathe into the area of pain or tension or contraction. So just gently guiding, not forcing the breath, but gently guiding the breath. And it's another way of making contact. You know, I'm describing these as different techniques, but they can also come together 
you know, using the breath to feel the area of pain. And if that feels like um, it's too dense, breathing around. So letting the breath kind of um, make contact with in whatever way feels um, right, feels appropriate for you. So either breathing into or breathing around the area of contraction, the area of tension in the body. And you can play with different ways of doing this. You know, feel what works for you. Um, one way can be on the in-breath, just breathing into or making space around that experience. And on the out-breath, just letting go of tension. So that can be one way. Another, if there's a sense of a lot of built-up tension around the experience, just breathing and just kind of one word, you know, calm, 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 or relax. Finding a word, ease, you know, just finding a word that might help to feel that sense of, um, my friend Rob uses the the word bathing, like we're bathing the area of pain with the softness of the breath, with the presence of the breath, with the energy of the breath. Another way of working with the, the tension, the contraction, the painfulness, the dukkha, can be um, widening the container. So one, another thing that you might notice, and you can look for this when you're, when you're noticing pain, is that when something is unpleasant in our experience, what the awareness naturally does is it shrinks around it contracts around it. We actually become very small. Yeah, really do this. And what that creates is um, extra agitation, actually, and, and more intensity to the experience because there's, it's just like there's walls around and it just keeps hitting against them. And so what can help is the expanding of the awareness or the widening of the awareness. And we, we did it yesterday. We were playing with this um, capacity in the guided meditation yesterday. So one way of doing that is really just um, stretching out the awareness into the whole body and doing that in a way that doesn't um, try to get rid of the pain, but that pain or that discomfort is one experience in the body. But we're feeling the whole body awareness and this whole body is here. And there's one part, or several maybe, but not all of it, that's feeling uncomfortable, that's feeling painful. And so holding that in that context of the whole body, the wide body awareness. We can also use the breath again to do this. So feeling the breathing process, either just the um, kind of ebb and flow of the breath, moving through the whole body. You know, as we breathe, we tend to, um, and it's usually very encouraging practice, we, we feel the breath in kind of its very narrow movement through the body, you know, coming in through the nostrils and going in through um, 
the nose, the throat, chest, maybe belly. But actually, the oxygen, the energy of the breathing is spreading out through the whole body and then out again. So sometimes, it, if, if we wish, we can try and connect to that sense of the breath, feeling the whole body and moving out again. And that can really help to create this wider space, again, in which the, the experience of pain or discomfort is, is there, but it's held within this wide container of the whole body experience. And then a few more things that can help. And I promise we're going to start meditating soon. (laughs) A few more things that can help um, in just keeping perspective on on pain. As you may gather from the things I'm saying, it's really like this sense of having a wider perspective is really useful. Because we tend to be caught up in, in, in the pain, in the unpleasant. So remembering that we only need to meet our pain or our discomfort. We only need to do it for one moment. You know, sometimes it can be real, this sense of like, well, if I agree to be with pain, you know, that's kind of like a lifetime commitment and I'll never be able to get out of it again. But we only need to, to do it for one moment at a time. That's all we need to do. So can I just, for this moment, feel what this is? this moment meet this experience and the other thing that um, I personally find very very useful is remembering that pain discomfort dukkha it's a universal experience it's another thing that happens to us is that this becomes my pain my problem you know sometimes what's wrong with me you know my liability (laughs) and this is actually a universal experience it's something that all living beings share and so sometimes remembering that you know getting to know this in myself opening to this in myself actually increases the capacity to open to the same thing in others and in the world and that's why it's, it's part of why it's so important. If I can cultivate ways, learn to be with my, uh, the pain in my knee and the tickle on my face, I'm going to be much more able to open to, to hold the pain in the world, which then allows wise response, compassionate response to come from that. And this really brings us back to the practice as an act of kindness, you know, which I know I've been already saying a lot in just a day and a half. Remembering the practice as an act of kindness, something that we're doing to understand more fully, more deeply, more clearly this life. And it's this body, this mind that we have to work with. This is our lab. This is what we can know and work with in order to understand from that understand everyone else everything else so that we can respond and I came across a a beautiful quote yesterday from the suttas that I just like to 
to read and then we'll, we'll begin the practice. So this is um, from a discourse that tells how um, a young Brahmin um, was kind of the, the Buddha's stalker, it sounds like. He was following the Buddha like a shadow for seven months, apparently, observing his qualities and behavior. And then he describes the way the Buddha takes his meditative seat, the way he takes his seat to practice. And he says, he seats himself cross-legged. If he lived in our days, it would probably be in a chair some of the time. But never mind. He seats himself cross-legged, sets his body erect, upright, and establishes mindfulness in front of him. He does not occupy his mind with self-affliction or the affliction of others or the affliction of both. He sits with his mind set on his own welfare and the welfare of others and on the welfare of both on the welfare of the whole world it's a very interesting um, shift there yeah from the afflictions to the welfare I think that's something we're going to continue exploring but that not the denial not the ignoring of the suffering but the focusing on the welfare of all the welfare of all including ourselves so a reminder of, of the motivation the aspiration that we can connect to in our practice So let's take our seat and establish mindfulness in front of us. Finding the posture if you need to have a little stretch before you settle, feel free. Taking your time to establish your posture. to do the best you can so that the body feels supported and stable.
Exploring that balance between the uprightness of the body with a sense of relaxation, of receptivity and openness. So grounding the attention in the body you can use the contact areas of body and ground as a way of rooting, centering grounding the attention. Expanding the awareness gently through the body, back of the body, front of the body. Center of the body. Seeing if you can get a sense of the whole body sitting here. filled with awareness, with this capacity to know experience.
and feeling the breath, the sensations of the breath. Arising, flowing through the body, met, known by a kind awareness. Using whatever mindfulness of breathing technique works for you, whether it's meeting the breath in a particular part of the body or being with a whole sense of the flow of breathing happening in the body. Making this our primary grounding, centering. Practice. Aware of the body. Attentive to the breath. A kind, non-judgmental attitude. point you notice, any sense of discomfort or of pain that is pulling your attention. Gently inviting yourself to turn towards that sensation. Gently investigating. What makes up this experience? What are the sensations? Is there heat or coolness? Does it throb or pulse? Is it constant or changing? 
I turn towards it, be with it for one breath, two breaths, three, four, or five breaths. Can I breathe with it or into it, around it? Give it space to rest into this field of awareness. Noticing what feels possible and useful for you. To investigate. To get to know the detail. Or to hold that experience of discomfort or pain. And a wide field of awareness. At any moment, you can choose to come back to the breath. the body The pain is strong or persistent. Keeps drawing your attention, gently coming back to it. Exploring it or softening around it. Breathing with it.
Can you make space? Allow the uncomfortable, unpleasant, or painful to be there. Breathing with it, around it. Making space. And coming back, simplicity of breath and body awareness. So sometimes when we experience um, pain or discomfort in the body, there can be a real buildup of tension. Um, it can either be physical, that is very, very intense pain, or sometimes it's not a very intense pain, but the mind gets very tense and there's a very um, intense buildup of tension in the mind around it. And so in those times... Um, the most skillful response can be to move. Yeah. So we don't always, as Jenny was saying yesterday, this isn't about, um, you know, just this stoic, bear it attitude. Uh, we cultivate. We're cultivating this ability to stay with experience. But sometimes the only thing that can release that buildup of tension around is to actually very kindly, skillfully, sensitively move. And so to include that in our um, basket of, of ways of working with dukkha. Um, and when we do that, it is part of our practice. So, you know, we're here in the hall and we need to move because, you know, that's, it feels like that's where we're at. And so then can I move... Um, and still include that in the process of attentiveness and investigation. You know, so really pay attention to the movement that's needed. Um, I have this game that I play, which is, you know, what is the minimum <laughs> movement that's needed to actually release the tension that builds up in the body? I personally love that game, so I can recommend it. Um, sometimes it's really, really very subtle. You know, sometimes it's, you know, the whole leg needs to move to this and then it's released and it comes back. But sometimes it's just 
very, very subtle, just a very subtle shift in the body that's needed and, and the release comes. So really including that in the, in the exploration um, and, the, and the attentiveness, the mindfulness. So we have a little time if there's any questions um, at this point. You're welcome to, to ask or to remain silent if you prefer. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little confused sometimes about the expression letting go. Mm-hmm. Because when you, you know, in this context you used it just now, it was let go of the tension. Mm-hmm. In another context, you're actually saying allowing, um, so letting go of the, of the intention of it being any other way. So. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? To allow it to be that way. So letting go of wanting it to be another way. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. So letting go. Was, yeah, letting go of the resistance to the experience. Go of the resistance to the experience. Yeah. 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 As opposed to. As opposed to letting go by letting go. of Tension, so mm. you expect the attention to go. Mm. Therefore, you're not accepting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So play with it and and feel what um, that's right what's right. Yeah. I mean, language is, you know, and we, I often do it. You know, I won't speak for others. Use the same word. Um, or the same concept in in kind of contradictory ways or different ways. Um, so, yeah, just feel. Well, what does that? How does that actual actually um, resonate with me in a useful way? And with that, to also say that with practice, there is this. It's this ongoing um, exploration between accepting and allowing and then knowing when we need to actually respond so it is an ongoing exploration you know it can be very much with our our physical you know when is uh, when can i just be with it and allow it to be as it is and when do i i move um and with our experience in general you know jenny was talking about it yesterday when when do i allow accept this is what is and when are the times when I actually also engage and do something with it? And it's an ongoing, ongoing exploration. So um, it's kind of good and bad together. <laughs> it means that there's no easy answers, but it also means that you know it makes like life really interesting. It makes the the practice really interesting. It's like an ongoing thing. Okay, so what is this right now? Have I just confused me, confused you more? Or? Anything else? Either means it's crystal clear or you're very confused. (laughs) Just joking. Okay, good. So um, we have some um, time for um, group interviews now for the two groups that didn't meet yesterday. So... Um, if you haven't seen that on the notice board yet, then have a look to see uh, where your group is meeting. 
and um, also time for walking practice. Um, and with the walking, a continuing encouragement to really um, immerse yourself in, in the practice. It's such a powerful practice, actually, as, as Jenny was saying yesterday. It's not a, um, a kind of stopgap <laughs> between the sitting periods. Um, so to really feel also what is appropriate for you. Part of what's powerful about it is that we're actually um, doing it more on our own than when we're sitting here um, in the hall together, having the, the support of the group. And so there's a real uh, possibility to explore more. You know, what's the, the right speed? What's the right length? Um, sometimes if there's a lot of agitation, we might want to begin by walking faster and then slow down. Sometimes we might feel actually walking slower is more helpful to where we're at. Um, and really that letting go, there can be an incredible letting go into just the walking, just the feet on the earth. Just the feet on the earth. Really, really simple. I'll just add one more thread to that that for some of us can be helpful um, with the walking. Sometimes if there's um, a lot of agitation in the mind or restlessness, um, very light noting can help in the walking practice. Um, just what I find helpful is, is a very light noting, just um, lifting, moving, placing as the foot moves. Just those three. Just as a way of lifting, moving, placing. Lifting, moving, placing. Just as a way of um, connecting the mind to the process of, of walking. Um, so if there is a sense of a lot of activity in the mind and restlessness, you can, you can try that out and see if that helps. Good. So good practice, and we'll see some of you in the groups in a couple of minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.